Hello. Hello. We're back, instigating women. We sure are. And it's the last day of April. That's crazy. Do you That's know really crazy. For me? No. So tomorrow, May 1st, is my one year anniversary of Loud Minds. What? Whoa. I just had mine for Horizon. Wow, Yay. congratulations. You too. That's a big deal. It is. So I've got all kinds of wacky, crazy thoughts and questions and I want to hear them all. I I've also, well, you helped me this week have kind of a big um epiphany. Hmm. Um oh look, breakfast is being delivered. My first breakfast got eaten by the dog, so that's my second breakfast. <laughs> he just said, I wish you wouldn't call me that. Did you hear him? <laughs> oh, I didn't hear it. No, but that is very funny. I was just laughing about the thought of the dog eating your breakfast. <laughs> yeah, it's really annoying when I was showering. Um, one of the things I've been reflecting on as we're inching closer, it seems, inching closer to opening up here, although now our numbers are going in the wrong direction again. Um, but I've reflect, I've been reflecting on just how there are patterns that I've developed in the pandemic that I'm going to have a really hard time breaking. Um, and one of them has to do with self-care and just I don't mean self-care as in like running or meditation. I mean, self-care as in caring for yourself via haircuts and, you know, waxing and just all the things that we do and showering, I, which I did shower for you today. And I was thinking about how I keep throwing little flares out there about finding a new hairdresser. Um, and yet I'm so embarrassed by what I've been doing because I've been dying and cutting my own hair for a year now and those of my family members who would allow me which is now down to zero um but I've done such a terrible job that now I'm I'm embarrassed like so you can see this side of my hair is way longer <laughs> I, I, I I'm anticipating that question of so what have you been doing to yourself? <laughs> and so I keep putting it off. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that. And driving place, driving kids places, you know, that I've really normalized not doing that very much. And wearing clothes that aren't, you know, yoga pants, which is... It's an adjustment. Wearing clothes at all? Wearing clothes at all? No, I'm 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 a fan of clothes. Okay. Um, just not clothes that don't stretch a lot. Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. Um, and control the muffin top middle. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, th those are the things I've been reflecting on, and then you've really helped me reflect on this concept of control um this week using your technique which i would love for you to um 
talk about it a little bit because I, I certainly found it really helpful. Well, I'm happy to talk about control because you were just talking about it a little earlier this week had me thinking about it as well. And I do know that we made a little progress earlier, but it, it still felt like, you know, there, you know, why do we know these things and still continue is mm -hmm. a question that I walked away with. And um, I started reflecting on how do I get myself to a stage or setting or mindset of asking the right questions? Mm -hmm. And how do I think through how did I get myself here in the first place, wherever mm -hmm. I am or whatever I did or whatever I believe. Um, and so a couple of things, which again, you might think I'm completely wackadoodle and that's okay. Cause I trust you just to tell me I'm wackadoodle. But I thought about um, when I was back in corporate life, we're here in Michigan. Uh, we um, love that book by Alan Malale, who turned Ford around. You know, we're in the big auto state here. So Malale went from the air industry to the auto industry and, and turned Ford around truly. Um, and, and he has a quote, which I won't quote exactly right, but it is something like, you can't manage a secret. And I thought, you know, here we are talking about control. Mm -hmm. So instead of using the word manage, let's use the word control. Mm -hmm. And he might not have meant this that way at all, but like you can't control a secret. And then I started wondering, you know, what kind of secrets have I been telling myself since I was little? Hmm. And what promises did I make? Because you, Wednesday, you know, we're talking to Mia about pinky promise. I pinky promise this and I pinky promise you that. And those promises that we hear when we're little are so damn powerful. Mm -hmm. um, and then we make promises to ourselves when we were little, like, mm -hmm. okay, well, I'm a kid now, but someday I'm mm -hmm. gonna be queen and I'm gonna rule the world, you know? Or when I get to be an adult, I'll get to make up all the rules, you know, those kinds yeah. of things. So yeah. I started thinking through, you know, what kind of secrets did I ever promise myself that I would be different or do something different with whenever I got to be an adult? And, you know, are, are those secrets still real and are those promises still good that definitely connects to the epiphanies from this week and 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 that idea of the, the work that will continue to be our work until we excuse from the planet because those stories are so powerful and so we have to unlearn them over and over and and the secret if you will that you helped me uncover um was the secret I was telling myself is that if I just put enough effort in, if I just manage all of the variables, all of the threats that the people I care about will be safe and I, and therefore I will be safe from suffering and from pain. And I learned that when I was a kid, 
That was that, that was my role in the family dynamic was to try to keep the peace, keep harmony or restore the peace mm -hmm. by my effort. And it doesn't work. And that's, you know, it, it leads to uh, it leads to disappointment, right? When, when the people that you're trying to control, of course, for their own good, right? Because I know, I know what everybody needs, right? Right. To be safe and happy, um, but when they then don't do what you want them to do, and in, in in our discussion, it was a client, you know, that had a major setback. Mm -hmm. Um. Then you know, where do you, where does that leave you? Mm -hmm. So you had the secret and you promised yourself you would always keep everyone safe. Mm -hmm. You would always keep everyone safe. Mm -hmm. No matter what it takes. And then when you're little, you, you make these promises, but you assume it's going everywhere. It's going big. Mm-hmm. So what we don't realize, I think, is that when we make these promises to ourselves, when we grow up, we assume everyone else has made that same promise and we hold them to it. Mm. Wow. Say more so about when, that. When they break the promise, mm -hmm. you react. Mm. So, so everyone else, in my story, everyone else agrees that they should follow whatever my belief is to keep themselves safe, or that, or or the, even that safety is the most important thing. And so then, when they don't do that, then I'm you react shocked, and I react. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting. That's really interesting. Um, a different client had this reflection after one of our sessions and she sent it to me and it was so, uh, it just, it hit me in a good way. But the opposite of this other um, reflection. Um, and I was gonna read it to you if you wanted to hear it. It's yes. really powerful and it has to do with taking care of ourselves and focusing on what we need as a support versus taking care of everyone else around us. Um, and I just, I was really kind of blown away by this. Okay, I'll read it, here we go. Once you are an adult, nobody wakes up thinking of you first or thinking about what you need. Not a single person. You are the only person in the world that will put you first. If you wake up thinking of what others want and need from you first, you aren't providing yourself with the one source of support that is always available to you. Mm -hmm. I never thought about it that way. Mm -hmm. So start each day by giving to yourself. Make what you need the lens you use to look at the world through. Once you've met your own needs, you can give to others too. Yeah. I agree. It's pretty powerful. Mm -hmm. It flips the, it flips the script. Mm -hmm. Especially when I think about like 
what am I, what is in my purview to control? And right. why would I try? Right. Why don't I focus on what I need, mm -hmm. which is clearly a haircut. <laughs> um. <laughs> but that's it. I mean, the only thing you can control is you. The only thing, mm -hmm. truly, truly, truly. And the only thing we can control really is either thinking about what we plan to do or doing it. Mm -hmm. And in the moment when we find ourselves reacting mm -hmm. and we're like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. Why am I acting like this? Mm -hmm. For me, that gets back to what is some secret from my past mm -hmm. that led me to make some promise that I am breaking or somebody else is breaking and I am freaking out. So for me, um, this week, Isley, my youngest, just up and down and up and down about hybrid school again. Mm -hmm. And Mike and I have just been like super supportive and then flip to come on, you know, and you and I have talked about all the guilt, you know, we go through the being soft and cozy and cuddly, which doesn't work to we are privileged here. We we have means we have things that other right. kids your age don't have right. who at who else in your school is at home in what kind of situation or might not even have a computer to dial in or might not you know have a yeah. family willing to help them with the homework at night and kind of into yeah. the get over yourself speech. get over yes. yourself yes, Look at yes. How yes. i delivered that yesterday Yes. It, yes. And, and so that doesn't go well either. No. So then I walk away feeling like crap and she feels like crap and Mike feels like crap. And so I truly had to go, why the hell am I known as this calm person? 90% of the time, I hear it all the time. You're so mm -hmm. calm. Mm -hmm. And then at home in those kind of situations, I'm like, ah! <laughs> hell, why? So what is your, what was your, re your revelation or your epiphany around it? My revelation was my secret growing up was that we lived in a small town that back in my grandparents' day would have been like Mayberry. If you ever watched the Andy Griffith mm -hmm. show mm -hmm. in my day, it was more like Schitt's Creek mm -hmm. where, you know, just a bunch of small town people. Um, but everybody knew everybody mm -hmm. and everybody knows everybody. Everybody's in everybody's business. Um, and my mom, elementary school teacher, bipolar, manic, totally embarrassing as a kid. So I love my mom, mm -hmm. totally embarrassing. And then still embarrassing the older mm -hmm. that I got. Mm -hmm. So my secret was always, 
how do we act like we're a normal family around here and act like everything's okay and be calm and cool when there's a shit storm going on at home or in the background somewhere you're always trying to hide and so I promised myself that I would never get emotional, get crazy, um, show fear, cry, be depressed. I was never, ever, ever, ever going to do that. You would never be out of control? Never be out of control and never get too emotional, never get too emotionally involved. I was going to be steady Eddie. And so I think that number one, that wasn't a healthy promise to make because it's not a healthy promise to promise yourself. You're never going to get emotional or show emotion mm -hmm. or feel emotion. So mm -hmm. bad promise, but who knew mm -hmm. as a kid, but then I also like put that promise on everybody else, especially my kids not to get excited one minute and get, you know, go bury yourself in your room in the dark the next minute because you can't figure out how to do high school virtually. And I'm seeing the yeah. emotional roller coaster yeah. right in front of me. And I'm basically screaming, you know, you're breaking that promise that I made for you a long time ago that you knew <laughs> nothing about. <laughs> and this is making me really uncomfortable. So that's why I'm reacting when instead I just need to ask myself, can I forgive myself for making a promise that I was too dumb to make, mm -hmm. which never can work. It just can't mm -hmm. work. Mm -hmm. That is a bad promise because it's not healthy. Mm -hmm. And can I forgive everyone around me that goes through emotional roller coasters? because they didn't even make the promise That's instead really... of holding myself and others to this bad promise. Can I just be with them yeah. and be with me and sit yeah. in this crap? Yeah. It's a lot of pressure that we put on ourselves on, and on everyone else. And that was another kind of revelation I had about that client, like that you kind of helped me uncover is that, you know, that's a lot of pressure on that person to be well and to stay well so that, you know, I, my, my promise can be kept, you know, that we all just, we all need to be safe. That's the most important thing is being safe. Mm -hmm. And What's, what, what's it like when we release that pressure a little bit or a lot of it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, the other thing, I think there's this belief that when you go through coaching that you're going to somehow transform into a different person, you know, but the truth is we're, we're going to, we're going to be who we are until we leave the, the planet. And so the work we have to do on ourselves is going to be variations of the same work. And that's another powerful thing that I feel like we discovered together this week, certainly in, in the session that we did um, using that technique is that I'm going to keep, 
I'm going to keep having the tendency to believe that if I just give the right amount of effort, I can control outcomes. And I'm going to, and the universe is going to keep saying to me, oh, really? You think you're in control? <laughs> think again. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have to keep helping me make sense of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, this coaching thing is a paradox. It just is. Mm -hmm. And if I've learned anything, it's that, you know, we, we all believe to coach well, or to be a good mom mm -hmm. or to be a good adult. It means you do control, control, mm -hmm. control, 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 control. And, and the truth is the paradox is you're more effective at all of this if you lean back, mm -hmm. let go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And really try to see what's, what's really going on. Yeah. Let go and get a haircut. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Focus on myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. So my, you know, sometimes we bring up songs. Mm -hmm. So my, my album right now I'm really into is called The Mirage by mm -hmm. Killers. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of this conversation about control is a freaking mirage that we all create. Um, and the song that I am super jazzed up about right now is called Dying Breed. I'll check it out. You gotta check it out. If nothing else, it'll make you dance around the house. Okay. And I used to get really excited about it um, because I just liked it. And I, I think of Mike and I, and you know, we kind of think of ourselves as a dying breed, you know, high school sweethearts that are still married 26 years later. And we've gone through all kinds of crazy and we're stronger than ever. But today I thought, okay, if, if our theme is about control, and the only thing we can really do is control ourselves. I'm gonna to listen to that song and pretend it's about me. Oh, okay. I love the killers. I don't think I know that song though. So mm -hmm. I'll go listen to it. So go listen to that song and think about if you were singing it to yourself. Okay, I will. That's your challenge. All right. All right, have a good one. Too, see you soon. See ya, bye.